Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast, everybody. This is the week 15 Dynasty recap. Um, I have Brendan joining me again. I don't know how to... We're going to figure that one out. We're going to take that one offline. But uh, good to have <laughs> you back. Good to good to go over some Dynasty stuff this week. A lot of implications from, you know, a couple of good, uh, big injuries. A um, couple, you know, huge breakout performances during the fantasy playoffs for some of those rookies some of those younger guys, and it seems like a lot of values have changed after this past week. Uh, Any first takes on, you know, last week's results? Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that uh, happened this past week that we need to talk about in terms of fantasy playoffs and, um, you know, how how it relates in terms of value going forward, because I think this end of the season stretch is kind of when we learn a lot about some of these guys. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think we highlighted a couple guys uh, during like DFS stuff and stuff like that, where some guys seem to show up more this time of year. Um, we could save some of the guys that we're going to talk about for those segments, but um, I have a couple of news things that I want to go over before we jump into the risers and fallers overall across the board and, and the rookies as well. Um one injury this week that I want to react to is Keaton Mitchell. Yep, that's a big uh, out one. Out for the season, ACL. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it kind of felt like his first, I don't know how many carries he actually ended up getting, but it felt like his first game where he was sort of on his way to a bigger workload. Um, he got nine carries before he went down uh, alongside two receptions, almost you know 100 all-purpose yards. He was definitely the most explosive player on the Ravens. Uh, could have helped them going into the playoffs and maybe set himself up for some longer-term success there. Seems like uh, he's going to have a tough time to come back. And, you know, the ACL injury at this time of year can be really tough and, and have a long road to recovery. Yeah, we might not see him until he's 23. Yeah, when you say it like that, maybe it won't impact him too much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he looked really good. He is so fast. He is so fast. I mean, it makes Gus Edwards look awful. And Gus Edwards had like three years of being the most efficient running back in the league. I think it has something to do with the Ravens offense for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a guy that you want to get involved there. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, there was not much else going on on that offense. No, not last night. I mean... Besides one guy, uh, we could probably talk about later as well. Yeah. Um, one other takeaway that I had from this weekend that I wanted to go over is uh, Mitch Trubisky's benched. Mm-hmm. He stinks. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's going to be any crazy long-term impacts of this. Um, if you had Mitch Trubisky, you probably knew that he was not here to stay, so nothing really crazy there. Um. You know, Mason Rudolph, maybe he raises the floor of Deontay Johnson. Uh, It feels like George Pickens is going to struggle until they actually find their solution at quarterback. Maybe Jaden Daniels comes in. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Mitch Trubisky, not going to be the guy in uh, Pittsburgh too much longer or any any longer. (laughs) Just permanently. Yeah. I mean, he might be done in the league, to be honest. He's just not really a good backup at all. Yeah, clearly. Um, 
one of the things I was thinking about while watching football this weekend was just how young all the quarterbacks are in this league right now. Um, It's a new era, and it's going to be a lot of shuffling around the next four years in terms of teams getting new quarterbacks and um, quarterbacks changing teams. So I think there's a lot to look forward to in terms of uh, value for some of these guys on teams like Pickens, Deontay Johnson, where they have a quarterback who's young, but he's not getting the job done. I, I think that it's an era where they're going to be able to switch out that quarterback pretty quickly. I agree. Um, I do think they're going to find somebody in the draft, probably not somebody that's already in the league, like in, you know, Aiden O'Connell or somebody like that. Um but there is a lot of talent, especially in those backup quarterback spots. Uh, seems like a lot of those guys, you know, the Jake Brownings of the world, are able to come in and make a pretty big difference. Um, but then you also have like Gardner Minshew. Um, Zach Wilson is benched now, but, you know, a, a head injury, non-concussion. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Um, it feels like there is a lot of talent. Uh, not, I don't know if it's necessarily starting talent, but a lot of solid backup talent to to press those starters. It's going to be tough to be a rookie next year if you have somebody like that behind you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was glad you mentioned Gardner Minshew because <laughs> that guy just yeah. con- continues to perform. He's awesome. I love him. I love Gardner it's like Minshew. He's raising the floor of everybody. It's like Michael Pittman. Is super solid there uh, week after week. And this week, a couple guys did struggle. Um, but I feel like Gardner n- never really did. Yeah. Um, there were some fun games this weekend, though. Uh, and that was one of them. Gardner Minshew, three touchdown passes. Take that. Yeah. Um, I was a big fan of the Bears game. I thought that was a fun one to watch. Felt like Bears... Bears make or break season. Um, Justin Fields kind of showed that he was sort of the guy. Um, I, I know they weren't able to get the win, but he had some crazy plays, good passes. There's talk of Justin Fields being the long-term starting quarterback in Chicago right now. I don't know how serious that talk is, but um, they're going to have a decision to make when it comes down to Caleb Williams, Gardner Minshew. I think if they were to trade that first overall pick, um, maybe move back five, six spots, pick up a first or two in the process, plus um, you know somebody that helps fill out one of their holes, uh, they might have a better chance with Justin Fields than Caleb in that situation. Yeah, I feel like they're almost trying to use Justin Fields in a similar fashion to like uh, Lamar Jackson slash Jalen Hurts, like a combination like letting him be kind of that fast power runner, almost like a hybrid of the two. We'll also like, you know, getting their short passing uh, plays to kind of set up the run and also hit the long ones when you can. Yeah, absolutely. It was cool to see um, Lamar last night kind of working around the pocket. I haven't watched too many Ravens games like on their own this year. Feels like Lamar just uses that speed to stay you know, around the pocket, just constantly has his eyes downfield. And that's something that you want to see out of um, Justin Fields going forward. He has gotten better at that. Um, maybe he makes that adjustment. Yeah, I heard something actually very interesting in the Ravens game. 
Um, they were talking about how they were moving the pocket around to kind of create space and avoid the rush. Because obviously Lamar can roll out to whichever side mm-hmm. he chooses. Um, but the most interesting thing I heard was that the Ravens actually play with like six linemen. And they basically rotate guys in like one guy will sit for a drive. I thought that was very interesting. Hmm. That is very interesting. So they're kind um, of trying to keep guys fresh. Cardio trying to keep up. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. And I don't know, maybe that's like the way to go because it seems like their offensive line has been awesome. Yeah, I could see it. Um, definitely one of their strengths. Do you want to jump over into some of the rookie risers and fallers? I know we've already covered uh, kind of a few guys here, but not really for the rookies, though. So let's just jump right in. Yeah, I'll start with a guy who you've been a little bit little bit critical of. Um, Jordan Addison had a huge week. Um, six catches on yeah. six targets for 111 and two touchdowns. That's a good day. I thought he was going to win me my playoff game. Um you know, I snuck into the playoffs, had Jordan Addison come out, Chris Godwin, uh, but that was about it for people that showed up. But feels like Jordan Addison was kind of – I said he was touchdown dependent this week. Uh, he got two touchdowns, 111 yards. Crazy week for him. Um, you were right about Nick Mullins. It feels like he was able to, you know, make these receivers flourish a little bit. Uh in situations where I didn't think they were going to be able to. He was moving the ball downfield. Um, it felt like he had a really solid game, which led to Jordan Addison's really solid game. There was that one touchdown by Addison where he kind of just ripped off like a 50-yarder or whatever. Um, I think that was on like, he was like falling down. Nick Mullins was falling down through the ball to Addison. And he just kind of ripped it across the field on a, on a drag route or a crossing route um, right into the end zone. Addison's good. Yeah, he is. Uh, he, that was a contested ball. Yeah. Where do you think Addison, like the Addison-Jefferson duo ranks in the league right now? Um, if we were to talk about, you know, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, um, you know, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, who are playing right now, even like D.K. Lockett, J.S.N., uh, Waddle, and Tyreek. Are they above any of those duos? Are they... You know, right behind one of them, or what do you think? I would say they're right, right behind. I think Tyreek and Waddle. I think first I wow. Ha- yeah, I think I have to take. I want to say I want to take AJ Brown and Devonte Smith as like my best duo right now. I think they're just two wide receiver ones on the same team. It looks like, um. And then it's Jamar Chase, T. Higgins in my mind. And then I think Tyreek, just because, and I think this is just because Waddle and Addison are young. I think that they can still prove a little bit more. Um, Obviously, Devontae Smith is also young, but went to the Super Bowl. He's shown that he can be productive, help them win games, get you fantasy points. So I think for right now, I, I like that duo best. Just seems like such a dynamic duo. Um, but I think this Jefferson Addison one with with a quarterback that can, you know, win games and also get them up and scoring points. I think that they could easily crawl into that number one spot. 
Yeah, and you got to think the QB play hasn't been as good this season. Uh, obviously, Jefferson's been out a little bit as well. Yeah. But I actually have that Tyreek Waddle duo like at the top for me. And then it's Devonta Smith, AJ Brown. But I think Tyreek is such a game breaker right now. Um, Waddle's good enough, but I think Tyreek's, you know, had a better season than Justin Jefferson. Uh, obviously, Jefferson's <laughs> been hurt, but you know, Tyreek's kind of at the top right now. I think last year he had a better season too. Feels like he's the best receiver um, in the league to me right now. He's kind of making an MVP case, uh, which kind of got shut down this past week with the, the big win over the Jets. They played the Jets, right? Um, yeah. He didn't play though. They just played the Jets before then. Yeah, I know. So they, he, his MVP case got kind of shut down yeah. because he didn't play. And Waddle was able to go for 142 and a touchdown. Um, but I don't know. I think they're the best duo in the league right now. But I, I agree. I feel like Addison, if he gets another year under his belt, maybe two, um, him and Jefferson could be the best duo in the league, depending on their quarterback. Yeah. If they can both stay healthy, get a quarterback, I think they could easily climb into that number one spot. Um. The only problem I have with the Tyreek Waddle is kind of the same thing you're saying is like Tyreek is like if he's if there's a one and a two, I guess Tyreek is like one A, you know, like he is. Yeah, he's the guy. He's so far. He's so far ahead that he brings Waddle up, you know, like I don't think we can say that Waddle, in my opinion, I don't think we can say that Waddle is more talented than T. Higgins or Devontae Smith, in my opinion. About Jordan Addison. So that's what I'm saying. We we need to wait and see with these two guys. Um, obviously, do you think Addison or Waddle? Who would you take right now? I mean, rest of career. Right now? Um, I think it depends, though, because I don't know. I would I would say Waddle because you're getting a little more size. I think Waddle just because of the quarterback play. Yes, that too. I'm just thinking in terms of talent. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be in that Miami system for a very long time. Um, feels like there's a lot of fantasy points to come for years uh, there. Yeah, it should be. Mike McDaniels is awesome. That offense is yeah, just going to keep best. churning out points. Completely agree. You want to jump over to the next guy? I feel like we spent a long time on Addison here. Well, worth it. I mean, he had had kind of a down few weeks there, and we were wondering whether or not he was going to be able to be fantasy relevant going down the stretch. And it looks like Nick Mullins could be the answer, but I don't know. Well, not the answer long term, just for points value. Um, Mm. So the second guy is obviously Sam Laporta big game again crazy game yeah three touchdowns 56 yards five receptions i mean if he's gonna score three touchdowns i don't care how many yards he has yeah laporta has been awesome this year um i had him in some dfs stuff i didn't even win in those so it was tough i had laporta and gibbs in those um but laporta just having you know one of the best rookie seasons of a tight end there really isn't much else to say besides he's probably is he the tight end one he's a tight end one right dynasty tight end one i gotta Either believe him or hawkinson i gotta believe he'd be number one 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that offense is so explosive and relies on him. Uh, Sam Laporta officially dynasty tight end one. Um, yeah, he's everywhere. Feels like he's always, you know, making good plays. Not the most consistent guy, but when he pops off, he really pops off. He, he's had some crazy games. Still a rookie, though, you know, like so much time to grow into the player that he's going to become. Yeah. Yeah. And to be, you know, where he is right now is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I think another guy on that team that had a great week was Jameer Gibbs. Yep. Yeah. He went for he was super efficient, 11 for 100, the touchdown, and then just two receptions for eight yards. Thought he was going to get a little bit more involved in a touchdown there. Um, thought he was going to get a little bit more involved in the receiving game. Um, didn't need to. Amon Ra kind of had the the yards covered there. Laporta got the touchdowns in the receiving game, and, and Gibbs just kind of ran it up on him. Uh, Gibbs definitely that guy in Detroit. No, Dave Montgomery's a non-factor. Um, I think going forward, you know, he might be fantasy relevant as a flex or like an RB3, but it's not like he's going to impact Gibbs's value really ever again. Yeah, I, there's no way... That you can have Gibbs just not getting the ball. I mean, he's going to help you win games. So, yeah. I mean, David Montgomery is solid still. He's a great runner. I mean, he's had only a couple, what, he had one dud this year, and otherwise he missed a few for injury. Um, I don't know, man. I think that they're a great duo. Uh, but if you were to have Jameer Gibbs alone in that backfield, crazy value. Yeah, he's so explosive. I mean, really fits the Lions' offense. Feels like kind of everything runs through Gibbs, and then Goff has so many weapons at his disposal in the passing game. It's awesome. Probably why he hasn't been as involved in the passing game as we'd like. Uh, Probably Laporta's fault, to be honest, but would rather have both those guys be successful. Yeah, and obviously Amon Ra demands targets too. Yeah, a lot of them. So, you know, there's only so many times you can throw the ball in a game. Um, even with Jameer Gibbs not catching a ton of passes, I mean, he's still got a receiving touchdown, and he's, his value is just crazy. He's, he finds ways to get points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anybody else you want to go over? Maybe uh, she Rice? That's who I was going to mention. Rasheed Rice, again, a guy who just gets points. Um, The last four weeks, though, what I've been impressed with is his target share has gone way up, and he's catching them. His worst ratio was 10 targets, 7 receptions. Um, I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, that's super impressive. Uh you know, 91 yards and a touchdown this past week. Feels like that breakout game that we saw from him really opened the floodgates on Rasheed Rice points, and he's been super consistent ever since then. Yeah, as a Pats fan watching this game, I thought that we were kind of hanging around somehow for a second, and then all of a sudden Rasheed Rice was like, here's a touchdown, I'm going to get a couple first downs as well. And it seemed like, I wouldn't say he like took over the game because... I mean, it wasn't really a that dominant of a win, but 
I mean, 24, 14, 18, 24 points. It's, it's, he's on the come up and he got his highest snapshot share of the season so far last week at 92%. So he's only going up. Yeah. And he's been, you know, the wide receiver one on that team for a while and the number one target. Uh, Cause with the chiefs, you obviously have to talk about Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, I wouldn't say he's on the way out, but does feel like Rasheed Rice has taken some of that short yardage work um, from him. Yeah, I'm slightly concerned about Kelsey. It seems like he's not, you know, and his his thing is always finding that soft spot of the defense and kind of finding those first downs when you need them and finding some creative play touchdowns. But it kind of seems like Rasheed Rice has taken that role and Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey is more of the decoy role now because you still have to respect him, obviously. But it does it does feel like Travis Kelsey's, you know, starting to not produce at the same level he always was. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm, I'm, again, not calling him on the way out, but there's a chance that he's not going to be as efficient. I think seeing like a tight end two or three season next year would be probably an appropriate reaction to what we've seen so far. Cause he is still pretty consistent. Uh, yes. We'll have a touchdown like every other game. Uh, I don't think he has this year, but you know, probably better things to come for him, but he's, he's very consistent. Yeah. I mean, he just manages to have solid games as well, but I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, he just looks a little bit slower. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's probably Taylor Swift's fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, want to go over that one last guy? Yeah, that's your guy. Yeah. Um. So obviously, Thursday night football was this week. We gave it a bit of a recap, but it feels like Aiden O'Connell might be the starter next year. Um, he only went 20 for 34, 248 yards, but he did have those four touchdowns. Uh, I would not credit the win to him necessarily. It feels like it was more of a lack of the Chargers playing well, just consistently fumbling the ball. Credit Staley, credit um, Staley, credit Staley. Yeah, it's, it's all Staley. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the game. Um, but... You know, he he might be the start of their next year. There's a chance that we see Aiden O'Connell with, you know, Devontae Adams another year. He's not the most potent fantasy, you know, outputter, but he's good enough. I mean he's had a he's had a couple uh eh, not really, I guess. He had one game where he threw for two hundred fifty yards, two hundred and seventy yards, but he had three interceptions. I mean, it's his only good game so far. So yeah, it really is. <laughs> so I guess we need to see what he does these next three weeks, especially against Kansas City and Denver, um, two teams that have decent passing defenses. Um, so I think I think there's still a lot to be desired with him, but obviously if he's gonna start putting it together, that was the week that you could say that he did. Yeah. Um Definitely like a, an uptick going forward. Don't know if he holds a ton of value, 
Um, again, you, we're going to have to see what happens over the next few weeks, but there's a, now a chance that he's the starter there next year. Uh, I feel like before this game, there wasn't really a chance, uh, if that makes sense. It, it looked like they were going to go to free agency again or do something else, try to get a new quarterback in there. Yeah, they'll be doing something for sure, I think. I don't I don't think they're hanging on to him as the guy. He's a 25-year-old rookie. I could see him being the backup. Kenny Pickett was like a 25-year-old rookie. And stop the Steelers. <laughs> well, we just talked about how he's not going to be the guy. We talked about Mitch, but Kenny Pickett won't. Yeah, they're going to go to like Jaden Daniels. Love to see that. They'll go to somebody for sure. Um, there was, I guess, I don't know how to put this, but a few guys left that I wanted to talk about. Um, and that's just the Green Bay rookies as a whole. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Jaden Reed had another great week. Um, Tucker Craft had another good week and Dontavion Wicks, um, kind of my dark horse in that offense. He's just kind of been consistent, I guess, sort of. He just, he hasn't been getting too many snaps, but for what he gets, I think production's there. Um, his last six games, um, and in the first four of these, he was below 45% snaps. 49, 51, 91, 43 yards. I mean, for that kind of snap count, that's solid. And then he got an uptick, had a bad game, whatever. But this past week, he had six receptions for 97 yards. It kind of felt like he was actually involved in the offense. He's one of their, I guess, bigger guys. It's 6'1", 206. More of a possession kind of big body guy. So maybe something to watch. Yeah, um, and definitely Jaden Reed as well. Like, as you said, we saw him do pretty well this week. He, Jordan Love missed him on a pretty easy throw in the end zone. Um, if he got that, I think he would have had two touchdowns. Crazy, you know, potential week for Jaden Reed with uh, Christian Watson out. I don't know what Christian Watson's going to really impact them on when he comes back. Like, do we see a downtick in Jaden Reed? Uh, maybe Dontavian Wicks takes a back seat. Uh, we'll have to wait and see once we see that. But I agree. I think these guys are, you know, continuing to step up. Uh, the defense really is what let us down this past week. Um, but there is one guy on Green Bay that I think took a hit this week, and he's a rookie. Um, I think Luke Musgrave, with seeing Tucker Craft um, be successful the past two, three weeks, um, Musgrave has been injured. Uh, it felt like he was the more athletic, you know, tight end prospect there, somebody that had not really done a ton in college, but uh, I think Tucker Craft had, and Tucker Craft has stepped up where Musgrave, you know, wasn't as good. Uh, I'm not sure if, you know, that spot goes back to Musgrave when he comes back from that injury. Um, but there's a chance that this is Kraft's spot now. Yeah, I think he's earned it to this point. Cool. <laughs> All right. Followers. I too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good transition to Fallers. Um, honestly, a weird week for Fallers. Sure. Um, 
So someone I had as obviously a big follower is Keaton Mitchell. We talked about him briefly already. Um, that's a shitty injury to get, especially because you're potentially missing all of next year. So depending on what happens, I guess it's wait and see. But he kind of looked like it could have been his backfield if he kept going throughout the playoffs and I don't know. They got a they got a lot of guys in that backfield, but um, he is explosive. He looked good, so that's it. Just sucks to see, um, but big faller because of the injury. To me, with that injury, the Ravens are kind of looking like a team that's going to draft a running back, uh, second round running back, maybe like you know two thirty. Get Braylon Allen, bring somebody else in. Um, you know, you kind of get the good contract option on that. I don't know what Gus Edwards' contract looks like, but he has been around for a while, and they probably don't want to extend him. Um, J.K. Dobbins is pretty much never going to be anything ever again. Unfortunately, I'm just fully out on him. with The Achilles, the ACL, the MCL, the list goes on there. Um so I think I see the Ravens drafting somebody, and I think that somebody is going to end up being a rookie running back one. It's a hot take of the episode, but I think they, you know, end up end up finding somebody that they like, and then we have them tied to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson for years to come. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's very reasonable. It's a position that they've struggled to find health. Um, to mm-hmm. go to go along with the production because they're getting plenty of production from that position, they just haven't had any consistency with the guy carrying the ball. Whether it's Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and now Keaton Mitchell, it just seems like none of these guys can avoid big injuries. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I'd be a little bit scared of the the guy coming in. Like, if he's able to not get injured, I know that. There was that report like in the offseason where the Ravens training staff got like F's across the board. But uh, I don't know. That'd be cool to see somebody tied to that offense for a while. feels like they have leaned in more to the run this year, the running back run. I didn't know there was a report on that. Yeah, there was. They did like reports of everybody every team's like different training staff and like their different amenities and stuff like that like their locker rooms and stuff but the ravens got like the worst ratings across the board in terms of uh trainers and like team health and safety and stuff like that uh which hasn't aged well <laughs> think about how many injuries they've had um so that's pretty brutal yeah who you got next? Uh, I have a few guys that I want to talk about. Um, but I think the next one that is kind of the logical guy to bring up here is Bijan. Um, there's a chance that Bijan just slipped from, you know, running back one overall to like running back two, I think, which is kind of a big fall. I know we talked about HN being running back one last week, which is kind of an insane take, and I love it. But (laughs) (laughs) it does feel like Gibbs has stepped up into the most reliable um, guy outside of McCaffrey. He's, 
you know, on one of the best offenses in the league. He has incredible usage. He has incredible efficiency. Um, and somebody that doesn't have incredible usage is Bijan. Um, and his efficiency hasn't been too great either. Uh, this past week, he had 11 yards rushing, um, three yards receiving on seven carries and one reception. He lost to the Panthers. I think the you could maybe even consider him a riser if Arthur Smith gets fired. But if he doesn't, and we see him again next year, like this could be the turning point where Arthur Smith is fired, you know, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month, uh, as long as it happens by next season, um, I don't think it matters too much. And Bijan would probably get, you know, more usage. Ideally, they'd bring in somebody that likes to use Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan, um, which I don't think is asking too much. But, you know, if if he stays around, Bijan took a big hit. Um, Bijan took a big hit just because of his efficiency. And honestly, I'm a little bit scared for Bijan. I thought it was going to be automatic this year. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, something I was thinking about this weekend as well was what's going on with the future of the Falcons. They have young studs at the positions you want them at, running back, tight end, wide receiver. It kind of seems like they're setting it up to have like a good coach come in and bring this team like a winning culture like a Mike McDaniels or something. Um, obviously, like they could go sign another guy for that offense, um, improve their offensive line. But it doesn't seem like they're too, too far away, in my opinion. It just seems like they need that coach who's going to utilize these guys. Um, just pay attention to this game, and I have a share in Bijan in a playoff team, and that hurt. So... I was watching and Algier was out snapping them. I was like, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on here? This, this hasn't happened all year long. So I was very confused by it. And he's a, yeah, he's a follower this week, but I think that he still has all the talent in the world to be right neck and neck with Jameer Gibbs. It's just, it's usage and volume. Like we talk about with a lot of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually able to, pull off a win with Bijan on one of my teams thanks to Chris Godwin that's pretty much it <laughs> <laughs> after we just crapped on um, Chris Godwin last week I know he I, I I ended up sitting I remember talking about this I was I was having a hard time deciding between Jordan Addison Chris Godwin uh honestly Jarek McKinnon I saw him as a good option Gus Edwards, Brandon Cooks, uh, Elijah Moore, all these guys. And I ended up going with Addison and Godwin. Um, kind of made the right decisions there, but still got crushed. So it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> one more guy that I want to talk about here is Josh Downs. Um, feels like Josh Downs has been slipping a little bit. He's had... Three game, four, five, six, six games in a row under fifty receiving yards. Um, 
he's seen some decent usage during these games with three targets, three targets, five targets, 13 targets, three targets, one target. Um, so nothing great, but nothing awful either. I mean, the one target's pretty awful. Um, but it feels like he's kind of fallen by the wayside this year. Uh, these past six weeks, he was pretty highly regarded early on. Um, you know, somebody that we thought could come right in and make a difference right away as that slot receiver um, on the Colts. But there's a chance that Josh Downs is kind of going to be permanently mid and maybe a flex play at best um, if he's unable to find more volume, more consistency. Yeah. He did not do anything for the last, what, six, seven weeks at least? Six, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Josh Downs, yeah. It's it's tough with him because, like, he had a week four weeks ago where he had 13 targets, but he didn't have much to show from it. Um, no, he didn't. <laughs> so, I don't know. He, he's a weird one because... I don't know. The volume is there sometimes and the production's there sometimes it's, there's no consistency. And that's one of the things that matters most to me. Um, when I'm looking at a fantasy roster, do I have a guy who can go out there and just give me like 15 points? And I don't have that with him and I don't think we will. So yeah, he's definite faller again. I think that's the third week in a row we've called him a faller. So at this, yeah. at this point, I think we consider him fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, there is a metric for rookie receivers where if they put up 525 yards or more, their probability of you know success goes up you know significantly, like three, four times. What's he at? He's at 631. Jesus. There's a chance that he... You know, maybe we see Anthony Richardson come back, look his way a little bit more. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor comes back and leads to some pressure off of the receivers. Um, but where it stands right now with his usage, with his efficiency, with his production, um, does feel like he's a guy that I would need to see a pretty big change going forward to consider him you know, fantasy viable and fantasy dependable um right now he's just not that guy i'm not comfortable playing him yeah i agree there i wouldn't be comfortable either um in terms of other guys i want to talk about though um there's probably one other guy i want to talk about not necessarily as a faller or a riser i guess you could say he was a faller this week but i wouldn't say he's a faller in general um i just want to talk about zay flowers because I find mm. him, I find him very interesting. Um, obviously, he had a very bad week this past week. Um, two targets, one reception, seven yards. That's it. Um, then the week before, he has six for sixty and a touchdown. Um, he's been a very solid rookie this year. There's no question about that. He's been one of the better draft picks um, at wide receiver for this class. So that being said, it does seem like just with this Baltimore offense that sometimes these receivers just get cold for a game or two. I feel like we've always kind of seen that with um, like a Lamar Jackson led offense. 
it's kind of whoever has the hot hand he just gives the ball to um yeah so i don't know are we going to be able to see consistency out of him because that's like we we know the talents there and we know he can go out there give you touchdowns give you yards but can he do it consistently is my question Honestly, I'm not sure. It feels like he's had some consistency this year. Uh, it feels like you're right. Lamar does go to the high hand, whether it's Isaiah Likely, uh, Mark Andrews, or you know even OBJ at times. Um, I guess my hope is that Zay kind of gets the you know rapport, rapport with Lamar that Mark Andrews has. Um. Maybe he gets more of the usage next year as, you know, non a non-rookie. Um, but it's kind of just a hope that he, you know, further establishes that connection um, and is more than kind of just another guy on that offense and is kind of Lamar's guy instead. Yeah, it was just a question because, I don't know, I feel like I never find a consistent receiver with Lamar Jackson. And it, I think everybody kind of had that hope with Zay Flowers after having some bigger weeks. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's early to tell, but it's a question worth thinking about as his career progresses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just have one more guy here for the rookie followers okay. as well. Um, I think Devon Achan fell a little bit this past week. Not crazy. Uh, he got you know nine carries, thirty-two yards, three point six average, and then an additional three receptions for thirty yards. Um, but what I saw is that he's very obviously you know the second fiddle to Raheem Mostert. I know it doesn't really happen that often where there's like kind of that one A and one B running back, and they're both very fantasy viable. Um, but that is happening right now. I'm hoping that, you know, A-Chan takes a step up next year and is able to overtake Mostert, um, considering, you know, A-Chan's only 22 and Mostert's 31. Um, but I just saw a little cause for concern this past week. And, you know, maybe he doesn't take that step up um, to that, you know, running back 1A. What does that look like? Um, you know, he's only 188 pounds. He's kind of injury prone in that sense. Is there any cause for concern here? I think it's again, we got a, that's a question that we got to pay attention to throughout his career. Um, he's got to prove next year, I think, that he can stay healthy. Um, I don't think we need to see a top five fantasy performance throughout next year from him like in terms of his season average or season total points. I think we just need to see consistency again. Um, just stay on the field, stay healthy, and make your managers happy. Um, but I think as long as he can stay on the field, there's no telling you know, how good he could be, I guess, in the next six, seven years. But mm-hmm. yeah, that is something that you can be concerned about is is he a workhorse is he going to be the guy who's out there for three downs i think you'd need at least a top 12 uh season next year to be happy with your return if you're trading for him now yes 100 percent. 
yeah. If you're if you're trading for him now, yeah. Um, I think you still get that top twelve. I think you do. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, it feels like the efficiency in, in Miami is very solid. You want to jump over to overall risers? Yes, sir. Number one, James Cook. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> James Cook went nuts. He went crazy. Man. 180 yards rushing, added a touchdown on the ground. Um, we were talking about that last week, so that was great to see. And then a touchdown through the air. I mean, we were talking about him as a receiving back, but then all of a sudden he goes out, gets 25 carries, 7 yards a carry. That was awesome. I mean, he just dominated Dallas, who I think we all had as maybe a top two, three team in the league. So that was pretty crazy. James Cook is incredible. He single-handedly won me my consolation. uh, Not my consolation. He got me out of the toilet bowl this week all by himself, which is pretty (laughs) sweet. (laughs) But on a more serious note, James Cook feels like he could be... I mean, he finished the year around the RB7. Feels like he could be a top 12 dynasty running back going forward. Uh, He's tied to this offense, I think, for another two years. Um, at the very least, without any extension or anything like that. So, great to see that he has that efficiency. He was kind of, as you said, like single-handedly able to beat uh, Dallas. I think Josh Allen had like not that many attempts at all through the air. Uh, he, I think he had ninety-four yards. Ninety-four yards on fifteen attempts, yeah. seven completions. <laughs> yeah, James Cook carried. The Bills, uh, you nailed it last week during the DFS episode. You highlighted it that you had them in both your lineups. I was like, what are you doing? You got to, you know, stagger your picks a little bit. Um, but you hit that right on the head. No, I will not stagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Enough said. James Cook was fantastic, and I think he yeah, can keep doing it. it. So... One more guy that I want to talk about is Justin Fields. Um, yeah, looking at the box score, it looks like his game was awful. Like 46.5 QBR, 166 yards, touchdown, two interceptions. Um, but watching the game, you know, we saw um, Robert Tanyan miss that wide open catch, basically guaranteed touchdown. Um, I think one of these interceptions was a Hail Mary at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Hail Mary at the end of the game, Darnell Mooney had caught it and then dropped that. So Justin Fields looked really good this past week. Um, it's so good that people are, you know, starting to ask, what do the Bears do? It's not like an easy answer anymore. Um, and I think that is just to show that, you know, Justin Fields is going to have a starting job next year. I don't know where, um, but he's going to be a starter. Um, So I think whenever Justin Fields is playing, he's, you know, efficient enough on the ground and he makes some decent decisions through the air, uh, you know, most of the time these days. 
So he's a pretty solid fantasy quarterback uh, as long as he's playing. Yeah, I think you put that well. He'll have a starting job somewhere. Um, I mean, someone's going to be willing to take a chance on him if it's not the Bears next year. So, yeah, um, his stats weren't great, as you said. It's kind of what personally I've come to expect from him is sure he can run the ball but not do too much through the air and if he does something through the air he doesn't do anything on the ground um and then once in a while you get the one that comes together so for me again it's the consistency thing um still a young guy still gonna have a chance in this league so yeah that's all i got on him sweet yeah completely agree um another guy else up here yeah, another guy that uh, um, we briefly mentioned was Jalen Waddle. Um, big week, and we were kind of asking him for it. His snap. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, and his snap count went down as well. Really? Yeah. It feels like every week we were saying. I mean, he's priced as a wide receiver one, and he's going to give you like twelve points, almost guaranteed. But he's only going to give you twelve points. And he's going for seven to eight thousand on you know DraftKings every single week. Uh, show us something more, and he finally did it this week, um, which is pretty good to see. Yeah, eight receptions, hundred forty-two, and a touchdown. That's pretty damn good. I'll take that every week. <laughs> yeah, just a you know a good performance for a guy that needed a big one. So. Mm-hmm. That's all there really is to say about that. We know he's good. We know what he's capable of. Just do it. Yeah. Um, next guy up here, David Njoku. I was, wait- I was waiting for you. Nailed it. <laughs> December Njoku is insane. <laughs> 10 receptions, 104 yards, a touchdown versus the Bears. It's after his six reception, 91 yard, two touchdown performance versus the Jags. Um, you know, December 3rd, we're not going to talk about that's basically November, but these past two December games have been crazy. Joe Flacco has brought David Njoku back to life. Um, you know, it's great to see him there. I think he's close to, I think he's the, the fantasy playoffs tight end two right now behind Laporta. Um, just really great to see that from him. I might, if I survive tonight by having AJ Brown score less than six more points, um, <laughs> Ninjoku might become the starter uh, over Kelsey next week for me. He's he's that good right now. Honestly, I want to see Joe Flacco lead this team next year. Oh, that'd be so awesome! It would be electric. <laughs> I I love Imagine if Joe Flacco it. was like thirty one. <laughs> just, that would just be incredible just throwing bombs yeah no but it, yeah Joe Flacco's elite and Joku's been awesome um he's just been open <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know how else I feel to like put he's, it. he's always good um but feels like sometimes he just gets found and sometimes he doesn't it's almost like he's like the better Kyle Pitts Interesting take. Fighting words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
and Joku has been awesome. He's getting open. Flacco's finding him. Um, Watson to prison. Let's let's go. Yeah, team prison for Watson. <laughs> All right. Another guy I wanted to talk about was Ty Chandler. Yeah, he had a great game. I think he's good. Better than everybody else they have, I think. Oh, I don't yeah. know if he's guaranteed that starting spot next year. But, you know, the Minnesota Vikings are not going to bring in a running back in free agency. I would really hope that they don't waste a draft pick on a running back, but that does seem to be something that teams do when they're stuck in that position for no reason. Um, so I think if we are able to see him as a starter again next year, um, there's a good chance he's fantasy relevant. Yeah, he was just really good this week. And he looks fast. He gets open for some passes. So I don't think there's a ton that we can say because it's only been one week of production. But that being said, I thought he looked phenomenal watching the game. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about those Saturday games? I feel like my soul kind of got tormented all weekend. (laughs) Like, I love watching football, but you want me to wake up on Saturday, you know, I woke up at like nine, did some stuff in the morning. um, And then I told my fiance, I'm like, hey, I'm going to watch football for all of today. And tomorrow. And we made a little thing out of it. Went to a bar for the uh, the night game because I was like, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm just going to sit on my couch all of Saturday. Um, and then wake up Sunday and repeat. It's like, oh, <laughs> my God. Like, I get it. I love football more than the next guy. But, you know, when you have two days in the weekend and the NFL says, I'm taking both of those, it, it it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely fine with it as long as I'm not watching the Bengals play against the Vikings. And it's the yeah. only game I can watch. Well, what was that second Saturday game? That game was just as bad. Colts and someone else. <laughs> Colts Steelers. Yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't fun either. It was a blowout. The only good one was the Lions Broncos, but at that point, the, the Lions scored five touchdowns in like three minutes. It was over. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Don't make me watch crappy football. If you're going to give us those Saturday games, <laughs> you got to give, give us good games. Like flex anything out of Sunday Night Football just to put in those Saturday games. It's like the new prime time. Yeah. Um, is there anybody else you had on here for some overall risers? I mean, does Brock Purdy even count anymore? He's going to win the MVP. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, huh? How about uh, Noah Brown? I don't know. Noah Brown had a good game. I just don't think he's going to be able to, you know, be consistent with that once we see both those other guys back. Um, Whether we actually see them back this season is still up for debate, but I hesitate to value noah brown as anything in dynasty sure and i see why you say that um the only thing that i would say about that is 
that we did talk about previously that CJ Stroud was supporting him. Um, what's his name? Nico Collins and Tank Dell all at the same time. When they're all healthy he and on the field, they were all doing just fine. I think we get a drafted wide receiver, though. That's the issue. I think in the second round, the Texans are going to take a wide receiver. I mean, I could see why they would, but it seems like they have other holes on their team that they need to fill. Yeah. Wide receivers sell tickets. So do wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, they get enough wins because they have CJ Stroud. Um, at least right now. Yeah. Um, how about Joshua Palmer? Yeah. Honestly, like, no. I don't. I also don't see that. Maybe, I guess we talked about, there's a chance that the Chargers blow everything up and the two young guys left on the roster are Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnston. In that situation, maybe he's worth something. Um, I'm not familiar with what his contract situation is, though, so I don't know if he's going to be there next year. Um, I think he is. I think and he, in that case, where I think he's got another year. I think he's got another year, and then he has his fifth year option. Or no, Does he have a fifth year. No, option? he doesn't. No, he doesn't. F- My bad. He only has one more. One more year. Oh. Sucks because I think that's going to be the year that overlaps with like Keenan Allen's last year, potentially Mike Williams last year. Actually, I think Mike Williams is free agent. I don't know how their all their contracts are weird over there. Um, but you know, Josh Palmer, maybe they trade him. If they trade him, he could be relevant. Like trade him to the Panthers for third round pick. That'd be a sweet deal. Yeah, I could see something like that. I don't. I don't see why not. Um. But if he goes to the Panthers, I think he's kind of stuck. <laughs> it's just fine. I mean, if he's like the wide receiver two on the Panthers, take that all day. But the Panthers suck. I'd rather have a wide receiver two than a wide receiver four. But they suck. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think they they are on the up and up. Just stay asleep. All right. I think there's... Two more guys that I want to talk about. Is there anybody you would like to mention? Um, I also just had Lamar, just as a quick mention, because I thought he had an insane game last night. I don't know if he's actually really up, um, but it feels like some of the guys around him are more down, and he's been consistent this year. Yeah, I think we know what we're getting there. Um. Yeah, just elite quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Um, the two guys that I wanted to mention are Zamir White and Isaiah Likely. We kind of talked about Likely a little bit, but Likely's good. He is really good. But doesn't they just sign Mark Andrews to a new contract? I don't think it matters. I mean, if we're going to talk about Zay Flowers not being relevant because week to week, like, Lamar chooses his best target and just goes to him, how is Isaiah likely going to be 
relevant in season-long formats. Like maybe as a fill-in on a bye week or in best ball leagues, I could see it. But, you know, week-to-week dynasty fantasy football, I don't know, man. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. The only thing is it's Mark Andrews has been healthy like his entire career. So I get why Mark Andrews is definitely still the guy. And obviously he's elite. But I think there has to be a place in this offense for Isaiah Likely. I think there has to be. He just, he's good. He's agile at 6'4", 240. Like, there's a place for that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's honestly in the worst situation he possibly could be. That makes sense, <laughs> being stuck by Mark Andrews. Yeah, um, that's true, With especially with how down we've talked about um, the tight ends being this year. Yeah, there's a chance that he'd be a lot better on a different team. I don't know if he will get that opportunity. But maybe he's the guy after Lamar, or not Lamar, uh, after Mark Andrews. He's only 23. Yeah, I just hope his career doesn't get wasted, because I think he has a ton of talent. Yeah, it could be a good stash. Um, he's in the second year of a four-year deal right now. We've got two more after this. I think there's got to be a place for him in the offense somewhere. I'd definitely be stashing him. Yeah, I mean, if he's available, maybe trade a third for him. He could be relevant pretty soon. So the other guy I mentioned was Zamir White. What do you think about him? I I have him in one of our leagues. (laughs) I don't know if I trust him going forward. Like, are we really going to see Zamir White take over the starting job for the Raiders next year? Maybe. If we do, he's probably going to be fantasy relevant. Probably top 15, top 20 play. Good flex. Um, But if we don't. I want to see more. Yeah, I mean, I think we will see more. Um, get another week or two out of him. I don't know when Josh Jacobs is coming back, but it feels like if they're, you know, pretty much, are they pretty much eliminated from playoffs? Like what are, what are the Raiders doing? I think they either were eliminated this week or they have, or, or they have one more. I don't think they could be eliminated on a 42 point win. Um, no, the only reason I say that is because other teams won. True. Let's see. Playoff. Uh, they're... they're number 12 right now. Yeah, they're probably going to get eliminated this week. And then, I mean, teams don't like just sit there starting running backs after they get eliminated, but they should. Oh, I 100% and... agree. I think they should 100% sit Josh Jacobs. I think their coach and their yeah. entire organization knows that. This team ain't going anywhere this year. So why the hell would you no. waste it? I actually do see a a world where Zamir White does end up being the starter next year. Um, you know, would you trade 
a third for Zamir White? Probably. Would you trade a second? No. Probably not. If you, if you would, you can do that right now. So the, give you that deal. <laughs> so the only reason I would say no is just because um, Antonio Pierce, if he's the head coach next year, Josh Jacobs will be there. Because he's talked about Josh Jacobs and Spillane being the two players he wants to build off of. So for that... Who builds off a running back? Yeah, right? So if he's still there, um, then I would say hold on. <laughs> uh, but if they move on from Pierce, I could see them trying to trade Josh Jacobs or somehow cutting some salary there. Um, especially because, what, he's on the... He's on the, what's it called? The franchise tag right now, right? I think so, yeah. So, could be interesting. Yeah, starting a rebuild with a fat contract for your running back is not the way to do it. Not at all. We'll see. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, 100%. I think... uh... Samir White showed us a little something, but I hope we get to see it again. Me too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Want to jump over into our followers? Yes, sir. All right. So, um, the follower that I had this week was Austin Eckler. That's a good one. He was pretty irrelevant. Five rushing attempts is what sticks out to me. Um, I get it. He's a great receiving back. But you have to have some sort of fantasy relevance on the ground, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think he's done. I think they're going to move on from him. And I don't don't know if he gets a starting job. Didn't he just get a one-year contract? I don't know. Something like that. I think he, yeah, I think his contract is not going to go on after the season. In that situation, I don't know if he finds like a good spot for him. Maybe he gets like a one-year, three million dollar deal or something like that somewhere. Um, but yeah, it feels like Eckler might be done. Yeah, it's getting to that point of the career. Unfortunately, um, I think he can still be a good running back, but he does look a little bit slow and. Doesn't look like there's going to be another team that's either willing to pay him a lot of money to be a starter or have him be a starter in general. So, Mm -hmm. trade, trade, trade. Ideally, but I feel like that never happens. He'd just, like, get released and then sign with another team if he had a contract, but I don't think he does, so. No, I'm saying like we'll I'm saying like in fantasy, if you can, if you have him, yeah, oh. try to try to ditch him if you can. I feel like there's a situation where the timing works out so that he's a free agent, and then right before the season, he signs with like Dallas or something like that for like two million, and then his value probably goes up the most then, and then you can trade him. People might forget that he's old and. And not very good anymore, but you know, if it's not then, it's now. That would be the best time to get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, coming off that week, it would be nice if you could get a game where he gets like 15 points or something just to help you out. Um, 
But that would be really weird if Dallas picked him up after refusing to sign Zeke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be actually. <laughs> Who do you got for a caller? Um, Garrett Wilson. Okay. I don't know, you know, how long this is going to last, but he had four targets, three receptions, 29 yards. Uh, just awful game out of him. Awful game out of the Jets. Trevor Simeon sucks. Rest of the year, Garrett Wilson's irrelevant. Um, then I also had Brees Hall here. Feels like Brees Hall, six attempts, 12 yards. Playing from behind, but, you know, neither Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall were able to get really involved or do anything. And that was very painful. This game was terrible. Yeah. Um, you pretty much said it all. It's just a tough tough situation right now for a star wide receiver in the making. So we know he's going to be relevant in the future. It's just when. I hope so. <laughs> oh, he will yeah. be. Don't worry. Don't worry. He'll be just fine. <laughs> Freaking out over here. <laughs> you tweaking? Yeah, man. If Garrett if Garrett does not work out, I'm not gonna be in a good spot. I saw some sort of post that was like the top um the top wide receivers and which ones won offensive rookie of the year and it's like it's like a lot of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I think he'll be just fine. All right, all right. Um, who you got next? Um, so the next person I want to bring up, it feels like we talk about him every single week. Um, I know you love him. I don't. It's Drake London. This was my next one, too. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a new quarterback, man. He needs a new coach, a new quarterback, uh, and I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I think we're talking but... about him in the same breath as uh, Bijan right now. Yeah, and Kyle Pitts. It's like, what the what the hell are you doing, Arthur? Like, figure it out, man. Use your skill position players. Um, Desmond Ritter sucks, like, really, really bad and makes watching football terrible. Uh, not a Desmond Ritter fan at all. I think Bryce Young actually made Desmond Ritter look bad this past <laughs> week, which was pretty impressive. Um, Drake London, free Drake London. Free him from this Falcon system. Free him from Desmond Ritter. Uh, but I do think both of those, you know, problems might be solved by the start of next season. What do you think there? I hope they are, because it's a lot of talent to go to waste. And but you know, it happens. So I hope these two guys or three guys are not a casualty of that. That would be so awful. Like the wide receiver one, the tight end one, and the running back one. Two generational <laughs> prospects. One, you know, stereotypical alpha receiver. He was picked at like eight. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. Three position players in the top ten. Or yeah. was Pitt's top ten or was he like 15 or something? Pitts was like four. Yeah, that's what I thought. I forgot about that. Pitts was the highest of them all. Yeah. I don't know if Drake London was top ten. I think he was like eight. Or Bijan was eight. I think London was five. 
and Pitts was four. Yeah, that would just be absolutely insane. There's there's got to be a world where it works out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they get someone like Justin Fields. Um, you know, that would be a perfect spot. Like, yeah, it would be sick. Even Jimmy Garoppolo coming in or, I don't know, somebody, Mac Jones. Oh <laughs> Mac God. Jones would look pretty sick in the Falcons <laughs> system. He'd look so much better than Desmond Ritter. Um, if he found out how to make a decision. Yeah, right. Um, Bailey Zappi, actually, now that I think of it. <laughs> Bailey Zappi is throwing uh, darts, dude. Did you see the passes he was throwing this this past weekend? Yeah, he was sick. I texted my dad. I was like, so Zappi's officially 100% better than Mac, right? Like, there's yes. no question anymore. Without a doubt. Um, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, good for you guys, but Not obviously really. Drake May. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're moving Drake, on. Drake May is on the... Okay. Uh, you want to jump over to the next guy? I have... I have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think he's... I don't know if... I don't really think it's Will Levis, but DeAndre Hopkins has been you know, kind of struggling in <laughs> nine targets. He had a great week last week. Two receptions, week. 21 yards. I know, but like, I don't think he's going to be with this team for more than two more weeks. Uh, so his target share doesn't matter. It's more about his actual production. He's getting old. He was getting old last year. Um, but he's he's 31. I don't know where he ends up next year. It kind of feels like an Allen Robinson on... The Ram situation, maybe Allen Robinson on the Steelers situation, if we're unlucky. Um, what do you think about DeAndre Hopkins? Obviously, all the talent in the world, and he's been amazing over his career. He just can't make the decision to go play with who knows who at quarterback. You know, he, he has to go play with somebody. Um, I know. I don't know. I as long as he can be in a situation with a good quarterback, I think he'll be just fine for another few years. Um Yeah, I mean, he's aging, sure. And for that reason, yeah, his value will continue to fall. He's over that 30-year-old kind of cusp, so it just can, his value will continue to go down. So mm-hmm. next time he has a couple big games, flip them immediately if you can but good luck yeah that's my plan right now i bought him i actually did a funny thing like last year i traded justin fields because i didn't want to root for justin fields as a packers fan and so when justin fields was kind of on his way up or you know still kind of mid i got uh jared goff and deandre hopkins that helped my playoff push last year um but I think it's time to potentially move on from DeAndre Hopkins. It feels like he's not going to be a viable starter um, next year and, and definitely not the year after that. Yeah, he could be a flex play. Um, maybe a wide receiver too at best, but I don't know. I, I don't see him returning to that wide receiver one value. Um, no chance. He was there last year, though. He was sick last year. Yeah, for, yeah he was nasty, no. but... 
can he do it? I don't, I don't know. I guess I could easily be proven wrong. It's just, is the value going to be there for the amount of years that matters in dynasty? I mean, I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. And then I guess on the same note, is it even worth talking about Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry washed. It's tough with him because also, yeah, he's getting to that age point, but I don't know. It is Derrick Henry. (laughs) It seems like he has some games where he can't fall for the five-yard gain that he used to be able to. I don't know. It's, It's weird. What do you think? I'm trying to move him right now for like a second. If I can get a second for him, move on. I'm in a good spot. Um, but, yeah, it feels like Henry might not be the guy anymore. Um, I'm not comfortable starting him at, like, a, a running back two spot next year. So I guess we'll have to figure out how that looks. Yeah, not if he's on the Titans. Definitely not. It sounds like he thinks that he's done with the Titans. I sure hope so, because he's a great running back, obviously. In the same breath as him, mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley was my, was my last one. Um, very tough day on the ground, nine touches for 14 yards. Yeah, I think he'll obviously bounce back. Um, I feel like I've been consistently disappointed by Saquon, though. So I don't expect anything more than like a running back 12 finish on the year ever um and he is pretty reliable at delivering that this past week though definitely a tough look and might cost me my season um if aj brown can i'll do my live aj brown check right now same spot aj brown needs six more points um yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Saquon worries me because he's kind of... I don't know. He's kind of stuck there. Um, I think he... Yeah, he is. I think he kind of screwed himself over, though, by taking that one-year well, deal. Well, did he take a one-year deal? Yeah, he screwed himself over. So isn't he a free agent next year? Yeah, but they can just franchise tag him. Oh. So the the way that this is going to work out is he wanted guaranteed money. I get it. He's an injury-prone guy through the first, I don't know, three or the last three years. So for that reason, I understand, go get your guaranteed money. But he could also bet on himself and just play under the tag because they're not going to tag him twice. Mm Mm-hmm. So now he's just absolutely fucked himself over because he's just going to get tagged again this year. That's so sad. And then they're obviously not going to have good quarterback play because they're playing Daniel Jones. They're paying Daniel Jones too much, way more than they should. The Giants are a mess. And I guess Saquon is kind of stuck on that ship. Uh Maybe they can get the offense rolling like last year. That's the only hope you can get. I say we take the bottom 20% in the NFL of teams and we just redraft. 
(laughs) (laughs) Just shuffle it around. Because a couple of the guys we just mentioned is pretty depressing. (laughs) Saquon and Derrick Henry um, and DeAndre Hopkins. It's sad that these guys are just completely losing their value on crappy teams. It's brutal. I mean, it's something that you hate to see because usually it is talent over situation, but there are a few situations. One of them is the Giants where you just never recover from that. Yeah, and I think if he played under the cap uh, or uh, under the tag this past year or this season, I think he easily could have still gotten, you know, another two-year, three-year contract from another team, like um, similar to a contract that like David Montgomery got from the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Dave Montgomery's younger, but I think Saquon obviously has more talent and upside on a on a team like Dave the Montgomery's Lions. younger than Saquon. Oh yeah. Yikes, dude. Uh, no, they're the same age. Alive too long. They're the same age. Was that the Nick Chubb draft? I think it was. I think so. It's the draft where I made my millions. AJ Brown, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Love that. Um. All right. Got anything else you want to go over before we call it? Um, I think we covered uh just about everybody. Um, we got the DFS episode on Wednesday, so we'll cover that. I uh I actually won some money this weekend, but I will I will update everybody on how stupid I was, um, because I did do something kind of stupid. So stay tuned for that. All right. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, Just a reminder that the content in this episode is for entertainment and informational purposes only and is not intended as definitive betting or fantasy sports advice. Have a good one. Peace.